Disclaimer. Disclaimer. I hardly know her. This show is not suitable for young listeners due to explicit language and sometimes explicit themes. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to episode 61 of Teach Me Tiger. It's a match! Teach Me Tiger, the show where I, Melody, get to hang out with my friends and learn about new stuff. We normally have an experty and or enthusiastic guest yeah, yeah. to teach us about stuff. Um, I don't know that I could call either of us enthusiastic on this topic no. or experty. Nope. But I did do a lot of research. So maybe you are now. Maybe I'm like a dating expert maybe I'm i think there's lots of people out there that claim to be i'm basically a doctor i think that you can be a dating expert if you think you're a dating expert yeah don't dream it be it <laughs> exactly <laughs> the immortal words of dr frankenfurter yeah i knew that yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay i'm melody starkweather and co-hosting today is teach me tiger guest alum kim angel <laughs> Hey, Kim. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm really good. <laughs> nice. Kim was on episode four. Body, Body break. break. Body break. Body break. Keep moving. Body break. Keep moving. I kept singing the song wrong that day. Whatever. We'll They're play. still around. Are they really? Are yeah. they still breaking? They're still. I get Body emails breaking? from participation all the time. They're still trying to get people to move their bodies. Good for them. Yeah. I mean, they're really dedicated to their life's work. Find something you love, right? <laughs> for me, it won't be online dating. <laughs> Thank <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so today, Kim and I will be talking about da, 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 online, online dating. dating. Uh, before we get to that, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. Any? I put an offer in on a house for the first time ever. That's exciting. How I, did you feel? I felt really scared and worried and... Then it got rejected, and I felt sad. And rejected? <laughs> rejected. That is sad. I even talked to the owner. He was a nice little guy. Mm. Money talks, not conversations. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Mouths don't talk, money talks. <laughs> well, I'll take this opportunity, this little week peak chat, to uh, fill you all in, because I teased it on the last rerun that I would explain why I've been taking a big break. So I've been taking a little big break and running reruns because my husband and I are separating. Ta-da! So my life has been a bit of a dumpster fire, and I also started managing a gift store full-time during the Christmas rush, which is also bananas. Hey, Mel, guess what? Chicken butt. I also split from my husband this year, January. 
Ooh. Yeah. Um, Ex-husband. It gets weird, though. Sometimes you forget to throw that ex in there. Yeah. And when you're when you're separated and you're not technically divorced, are they the ex or is it your, like, estranged husband? Do I start referring to Chris Ooh. as my estranged husband? <laughs> well, I, like, I like that a lot more than ex. It sounds very, like... Um, I don't know, like primetime drama. It does. I like that. <laughs> That's the vibe I, I'm going for. I can get behind that for sure. <laughs> My estranged husband. Yeah. So life's been a little crazy. My week and the many preceding weeks have been crazy. Hmm. Week peak, however, I found a rental house. So I'll be living on my own for the first time ever. Wow. I am pretty excited. Have you lived in a house by yourself before? I did. Or an apartment? Yeah, I had, an, I had a little bachelor apartment in Victoria for a while, and it was good. I think I'm going to appreciate living on my own more this time yeah. than I did at that point in my life. Right. Um, but there's, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it too. Yeah, I'm going to just like probably masturbate everywhere. <laughs> you know what? You know why? Because you can. I'm gonna. Yeah. I can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you all about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's like kind of scary. Yeah. But also uh, kind of exciting. I, I don't, don't think you should be scared. If I'm honest, I'm most scared about screwing up my kids because we'll be splitting custody of our two yeah. children. But I also, honestly, it's going to be nice to have a week to myself every second week. Yeah. For podcasting. Right. <laughs> Among, well, podcasting and masturbation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just don't let your kids ever listen to the podcast. I try not to. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, whatever floats your boat. Okay. So let's move on to the next segment, which again, I don't remember if we're doing it. Were we doing icebreakers on episode four? Yes, we did do icebreakers. We have a fun little song. Have you heard the song? I can't remember. I think I have. Well, I'm going to play it for you because it's great. Roll up your sleeves, pull up your socks, reach on into Melody's box. Icebreakers. So I'd like to point out that, yes, I have heard that song because I've listened to the other podcasts, right? Like the other episodes, but I couldn't think about it. And then the first time I heard it, I really laughed a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. Did it make you feel like. Kind of sensual, your, like I wanted to reach into your box. Yeah, I'm not Are gonna you, lie. Here's your big <laughs> We're chance. Do it now. Reach we? your arm deep into my big fancy box. Would you rather have invisibility or flight? I think definitely flight, because yeah. I think the only thing we do with invisibility is like see things we shouldn't see. I think that's probably. A hundred percent accurate. Right? Like we'd be like, oh, what's this person saying about me when I'm not there? And then you go invisible and then you hear things that, you know, your life doesn't need. Yeah. Or like a plot to murder somebody. Like, yeah. what would you do with that information? How could you yeah. prove it? I mean, you could like be a real creep about it. Well, that too. I, like if you're into voyeur. I was just going to say, I, I think you're going to go the pervy yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I figured. Um, I guess I'd pick flight too, because you're right. I feel like it just, you're just setting yourself up for all sorts of psychological trauma. Absolutely. <laughs> like, even if you don't want to hear it, but like, you just want to spend the day, you know, alone and you're invisible and then people don't know you're there and they're saying something or, you know. Yeah. Meh. Or you hear, like, what if you hear oh a God. secret you're not supposed to hear that, yeah. and then you're saddled with that for the rest of your life? You could go invisible, though, and just, like, <laughs> fart. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could really fuck with people. 
just with farts, though. I love that farts like- made us laugh so much. <laughs> <laughs> you, could- <laughs> you could whisper things in people's ears. Ooh. You could totally make someone think that they had a poltergeist. Ooh. That well, might be I fun. Would, no, I would be sad. That would scare me a lot. What if it was like a benevolent poltergeist? Hmm. <laughs> what about a poltergeist that leaves love notes? Yeah, or like, or like you're doing, you're doing great. Yeah, or like you could just sneak up and like give someone a foot rub while they're sleeping. See, and they look could- at you going pervy again. <laughs> I'm not sexually into feet. <laughs> I'm talking about like you've had a long day. Your feet are tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving a foot massage with my mouth. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> my invisible mouth. <laughs> <laughs> there are consent issues yeah well there's consent sure. issues but also like can you imagine like just lying on the couch with your feet up <laughs> all of a sudden you get <laughs> sorry you have someone sucking your toe <laughs> i cannot imagine it you know what what's funny is we had a thanksgiving dinner here and the theme of our Thanksgiving dinner this year was actually um, toe sucking. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. I yeah. know. Maybe it's this t- well because we we tried to find a Spotify playlist. Yeah, for toe sucking. Right. Of course, yeah, as right? one does. Because well, there's a Spotify playlist for everything. Are you serious? Were you actually? Yeah, I'm not even. You literally <laughs> were looking for a Spotify playlist yes. for toe sucking. <laughs> yes. I thought we were doing the whole like um, what do you call it? Yes, ending. I thought we were yes ending, but. Actually, it's true. Wow. Yeah. So what kind yeah. of music? Just, uh, like, there really... wasn't one, actually. Oh, I know. I know. Well, th- that's there might an, be now. That's an opportunity uh-huh. right there. Toe sucking. Cool. Yeah, okay. Well, now I'm a little torn, though. Now right. that we got right into it, I don't know if I want to be invisible and suck toes or if I want to fly. Flying would get cold. It's cold up there. But you could wear layers. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'd be flying and like, and then you could just fly somewhere warm. How are we flying? Is it just like levitation? Can we sleep? Can we just go on autopilot and sleep all the well, way I think to Cuba? Can, I think we can make the rules ourselves. Because if I'm exerting myself and I'm going all the way to Cuba. You'd feel really good. Like those endorphins would just be like top yeah. notch. Yeah. Body break. <laughs> Body break. <laughs> Boy. All right. Okay. Okay. We're going to do one more. It might go to Patreon or it might stay here. We'll see. So, do I get a cut of Patreon? <laughs> yeah. I'll give you 30 cents. Awesome. <laughs> a month. What? Our Patreon isn't super uh, lucrative. Oh, sadly. maybe it should be. So, if you love me as much as I love me. <laughs> Give me some money. Patreon.com slash Teach Me Tiger Podcast. Okay. Kim, mm-hmm. I'm curious what you'll say. I'm going to guess in my head before I ask you the question. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, how weird are you? Oh, a 10. Oh, I was guessing like a seven. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a full on 10. Nice. Yeah. I guess maybe sometimes a nine, but I would say a 10. I think most people who know me would also say a 10. What would you guess is like the average person on a scale of one to ten how weird they are i would say like a six because i think people are fucking weird well i think people are really weird but i don't think they realize that they're weird right i think there's a lot of like joy in realizing that you're you're weird and understanding that everyone else is weird yeah right because then you're not ashamed of your weirdness yeah you get to celebrate it yeah it's a lot of fun 
I think that's like an online dating hack right there. (gasps) Don't you? Uh, Yeah. I think that should be our number one tip. Stand tall in your weirdness. Fuck all y'all. Pretty much. (laughs) Online dating makes me hate people. Yeah. That's. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. such a weird. And I know this is everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, everyone talks about how weird it is. But like, you know, when you're sitting there and you're like swiping through people's faces and their lives and like the pictures that they took of themselves that they're like, hey, I feel like this is a nice picture of me. And you're like, nah, nah, yeah. Like I always read the bios. I don't know. So various people, dating coaches and the likes, advise not to swipe right on anyone who doesn't bother filling in their profile because they just don't give a shit. Right? So, like, what's the point? Totally. So did you follow that rule? No. Yeah. I don't think so. It's like if they're hot enough, I'll swipe right anyway. Yeah. But then they're usually stupid if we match, so... Yeah, I the whole matching thing like that. So I remember my first time going on. I tr- I tried Bumble first. Mm-hmm. I felt less intimidated by Bumble, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was sitting at this couch. Uh huh. My roommate was here, and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to do this." And I and I started getting these matches, and I was pumped. I was like, "Whoa, this is so easy!" But then none of them talked to me. Right. So like, I'd be like. Oh, hi. And then I try to like think of something witty or, you know, funny to throw yeah. out there. And, and so they, they all matched with me, but they wouldn't talk to me. Ugh. And I really didn't understand that to start with. It's but pretty demoralizing, isn't it? Yeah. Especially when you're a strong, confident woman like we are. We are, yeah. for sure. And then you're like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? I'm very cool. So. Well, uh, and I think it's kind of interesting <laughs> in like our age bracket. I think we're at a point in our lives where we've really started to understand how cool we are. That's one of the benefits of like being oh, in your yeah. 30s for sure. Oh, for sure. Especially like post long-term serious relationship. It's and children and dogs and all of the things. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to know my secret? Yes. Not a secret for long. It's not going to be a secret for long. No. So, when I was online dating, which I did kind of off and on for a couple months, I would ask all my matches how they felt about feminism. Ooh. So one, it would like the ones that were not prepared to be dating somebody who identifies as a or is a feminist. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, oh, feminism, blah, blah, blah. It, or they just wouldn't respond. They'd just be scared of the question and they'd be like, bye. That's a good way to filter some idiots out. Oh, sure. is it ever? It was such a good way. And and a good conversation starter too, right? It's not like, Because hey. then if, if they're cool, you'll find out pretty quick, right? Totally. That's fun. Do you, did you have any sort of like takeaway from online dating? Because now you're shacked up. It's cuffing season, <laughs> which we'll, we're going to define some terms in a little bit. Ooh, so stay tuned. That's good because I don't know what that means. I can't wait to tell you. I, didn't I don't know, know if until... I'm like shacked up so much. You're dating someone. Yeah. You're not online dating anymore. No. There you go. No. And this wasn't from online dating either. Oh, right. This was a setup. Wow. Between from friends. Yeah. So what was your takeaway from online dating? Do you, did you see like positive things in your experience or did you just fucking hate it and hate everyone? I would say like 50-50. I really like meeting people and I'm pretty easy to talk to. So anyone that I actually got to the point of meeting were like, you know, okay folks. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to meet people. The process of getting there, I found pretty exhausting. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of rules and a lot of dick pics. Did you get a lot of dick oh, pics? Oh, like, I just don't. 
I only got one that I asked for. Okay, and that's fine. Like, if, like, because I don't, everyone's like, oh, dicks and dick pics. But if I want a dick pic from somebody, it's because I like their dick. Right. Right. And I'm totally game for getting a dick pic from somebody I like. Right. Um, I don't want to see anybody else's dick, but sometimes, and I get it. Like, you know, you want to show off your package to a lady that you're talking to, but you know, let's be kind about it. Let's, let's, you know, offer some consent. Yeah. Maybe a question. Would Mm -hmm. you like to see my dick? (laughs) (laughs) Instead of just like, Hey baby, what do you think about this unit? And you're like, Oh yeah. I don't know. It's average. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it's so like, it's so like, it's just so sneaky. There's a lot of yucky men on the interweb. We should probably talk about the young men that are super into our age, like post-divorce. We talk about that, yeah. Yeah, because they would like, I would get a lot of messages from younger guys that were like, hey, maybe you need to be with a younger man. Yeah. And I've flirted with the possibility. I've talked to some of them a little bit. But yeah. Like, um, I don't think I could do it, man. They're just too young. And, like, if they can't grow, like, a little chest hair or, like, grow a beard, I'm not interested. Some of the young guys can. Mind yeah, me. that's true. Some of them have pubic hair. Oh. <laughs> how, how young are you talking, Mel? Because 13? No, 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 oh, no, no. Shit no. just got weird. No, like, uh, 20, let's say 25 still feels very much like a baby. I would say 27 to 30 in my okay. mind is a young guy because yeah. now I'm so old. I'm almost 40. Okay. Yeah. So I'm 35. So like 25 was like, you know, 10 years is, mm-hmm. mind you, I just got a lot of messages from them. Right. Usually they just wanted naked pictures of me. Right. Because that's also a thing. Yeah. Well, we're hot. So well, I get it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my friend Claire in Toronto. Hi, Claire. Hey, Claire. Claire Bear. She let me help her set up her Tinder profile. She'd never done like any online dating. So this was a big deal. So I have a few clips that will play throughout the show of the process. And this is Claire setting up her initial profile. Okay. So let's open up Tinder. Okay, welcome to Tinder. Be yourself. Stay safe. Stay safe. Play it cool. Be proactive. I agree. What if someone's like, I don't agree. <laughs> I do not want to be myself. I do not want to play it cool. <laughs> I want to be crazy. Passions. Walking, swimming, wine, reading, and music. I think that's great. That's you. I think you're good. Okay. So we have you, smiling, red lipstick, then cool, on the patio. <laughs> Motor. Overalls and motorhead shirt. Then you got a smile with your curly wild hair. Then you got like a sultry, sultry, shadowy shot. Then you got some cool, wild, frisky, and free in Mexico shots. Fun drunk, Claire. (laughs) And then we have Claire in cool jean shorts. Yeah. All right. I like that. Yeah, I'm into it. Wait, are you going to write? You should probably write like a little bio. Yes, I should. So. It's like looking for. Say something about yourself first, though. Like, you're tall. I love that that was, like, always in my bio, too. So I was like, I'm a tall girl. (laughs) Yeah, like, tall likes to have fun and have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Tall. (laughs) 
tall glass of water? A tall glass of, what's your favorite beverage? Wine, but that sounds so cheesy. Tall glass of wine. <laughs> I would love a tall glass of wine at any moment in time. <laughs> tall. Good tall time. <laughs> I'm a good tall time. <laughs> That's kind of funny, actually. I'm a good tall time. <laughs> tall, a good time, likes to have fun. Tall fun and likes to laugh and looking for good times. <laughs> sounds like she wants some dick. <laughs> right? Is that too ca- that It sounds, sounds too a little casual. bit like you just want to fuck. Okay. I hope you want some dick, Claire. I didn't mean to offend you. <laughs> I think she does. How about like tall and fun? Tall and fun likes to laugh and looking for good times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tall and fun likes to laugh and have good times. That that describes me well. And then I think you should add, I only like cool people, so don't be a lame <laughs> loser. <laughs> Don't be lame one and waste my time, please, because I don't have time for your your time wasting shit. <laughs> she definitely does. I don't have time for your time wasting shit. Colin <laughs> sure. likes to laugh and have good times. I think that's I think kind it's of good. Goofy it's pretty like accurate. Me. Yes. I feel like this is good. It's good. Okay. Then you can preview it. Let's preview. Okay, yes. Okay. I see a beautiful tall glass of water. Oh, she's so rocking. Swimming, and reading, wine, music, and walking. <laughs> what brings you to Tinder? Oh. Please select an option. I want to get laid. I'm down for anything. I want to get married. I want to have some fun. I want more friends. I should say, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I want to have some, I mean, I do want to have some fun. Yeah. I wonder if I say I'm down for anything. Because sure. that encompasses new friends. It encompasses everything. So done. Yeah. Did it. Thanks, Mel. You're welcome. <laughs> you were mentioning, yeah, while we were listening, that Claire put immediately in her profile that she's tall. Yeah. Kim and I are both tall. Yep, we are. Mm-hmm. I'm about 5'11". Claire and I had talked about it because Claire and I have both, over the years, hooked up with shorter dudes, at least one who was the same shorter dude. <laughs> <laughs> If you're listening, buddy, you know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) But um, what I would say to Claire was, you know, people like short dudes particularly are always like, well, uh, when you're horizontal, it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) But that's true. (laughs) It is. It's literally true. It's very true. When you are horizontal, it literally doesn't matter. If you're having a good time, you don't give a shit. No, you really don't at Um, all. I find like, I don't love, I don't know. It's like societal shit that I've absorbed and it's stupid. I know. But I I, I don't love like feeling giant, but I am giant. So I should probably just deal with it. As we are very tall ladies and we are like, there's nothing like, I love being tall now that I'm older. Like when I was 20, we both just (laughs) sat up at least five inches from our slouches. <laughs> love being tall. I love it. I'm so big. Um, but because we're not supposed to take up room as women, right? Like, right. Women are supposed to be small and dainty and feminine, and and men are supposed to be big and masculine, and and it's all bullshit, right? It doesn't make you a man or a woman to be either of those things. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, I'm all for smashing that shit. Yeah. And just being with who you like. Yeah. Horizontally, vertically, diagonally, whatever. Whatever direction. Whatever direction. 
Yeah. All right. I think that that right there is a really good point for online dating. Although I think you can run into like the short men who feel like they've been stigmatized their whole life. So they kind of get a bit of a chip on their shoulder about it, which I mean, is, is, is the case for anybody whose body's been stigmatized their whole life. Right? Totally. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just about finding that confidence in yourself, but also in other people who just don't give a shit. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more fun to just not give a shit. It is more fun to not give a shit. Yeah. I'm loving it. It's really great. <laughs> it's so, so much fun. So one of the podcasts I've been listening to is called Dates and Mates with Demona Hoffman. Apparently she's a regular on the Drew Barrymore show. I don't know. She was on Nicole Byer's podcast, Why oh. Won't You Date Me? And so then I started listening to her podcast and she's a dating coach. She has a whole business. People pay her money to like help them find dates. Okay. I want to be a matchmaker. Okay. Like Demona, you, are you listening? Demona, are you listening? Because I would love to be a matchmaker. If you want to date somebody, you should send me a message. And I'm going to hook, start hooking people up. Cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I'll go out on a date with both parties first, get to know them a little bit, and then stick them all together. Yeah? Yeah. But what about... Okay, so the thing that I like about Tinder and all of these apps where they're all kind of the same now, yeah. where you're swiping, you're like, mm-hmm. yesing or knowing based on how someone looks mostly. Pretty much. So what would you say with your like matchmaking vision? Yeah. How do you deal with that? Because if you're meeting them and you're going out with each of them and getting to know them, but then what if they get together and there's just no spark, even though on paper that it should really work? Well, I mean, that comes down to chemistry for one. And uh-huh. you can you can think that on like you see someone and you think they're hot and then you meet them and you're like, well, you are not. Hot <laughs> or not. Not. <laughs> not. <laughs> so chemistry isn't something that I think you can find through like true chemistry through like these dating apps. That's and true. You might not be able to find that like with someone sticking you together either. Right. But I think like keeping an open mind is really important. Like if you want to be with somebody like, I think you just find people attractive that you want to be with. Right. Regardless, right? That's true. Oh, so Demona Hoffman. So one of her, like, dating tips yeah. is to sort of cast your net as wide as possible. Like, don't limit yourself too much with, like, age, height, location even, like, ethnicity, any of that stuff. Like, try to be very loosey-goosey with all of that stuff. And then once you start talking to people, then you can narrow it down. Yeah. But if you start out saying, like, I'm only going to go out with men who are, like... 5'10 plus and bearded and work in the arts. <clears throat> Good luck. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, Demona Hoffman says that you shouldn't be limiting yourself with height no. and age and all of that stuff. No. And, like, I think you really miss out if you do. Like, I think you can miss out on something really great if you close that simple thing off Mm -hmm. so what Mm -hmm. someone's shorter than you so what someone's maybe a little fatter than you like all of these things like you're really just limiting yourself and your options yeah yeah okay so i have danielle all right fun thing is so danielle most of the submissions i got from people in fact i think all of them literally all of them were like success stories online dating success stories which really in, in this terrible pandemic pandemic <laughs> we all need a little like light you know absolutely so it's pretty cool that that's how it shook down i was expecting like horror stories yeah i didn't really get them 
When I first started online dating, after an 11-year relationship, you know, I, I basically have not dated ever in my life. And I had no idea about online dating and no interest in it, but I thought maybe, you know, maybe I'll give it a try. I was uh, lonely. I heard on the radio they were advertising for it. It was Valentine's Day. I'm like, oh, not a big deal. Everybody's doing it. And I have some friends that I had met on a website called Spiritual Singles. That that sort of seemed like benign, you know. Like I could, I could, I could do that. I could try it. So I get on there and I get a clever name like Wolf Sweater One Three Eight Nine Seven or something because someone else had cleverly thought of that apparently. And you get uh, swipe around and you realize you may be the only person on this website in Ontario. There's another seven people in Canada. So sure enough, I matched with someone in North Carolina with a plaid jacket that was the same as my own. So that seemed like a good enough reason. And we spoke on the phone for a good year, texting, whatever, once in a while. Yeah, that obviously didn't go anywhere. We never met. But from that, and with no success, I saw that my ex-brother-in-law was on Tinder. I get on Tinder three years later, still swiping. But actually, I mean, this is this is not true anymore. Now I have somehow managed to do a Tinder success story, which is awesome. But only after many, many strange failed attempts and so many hours of swiping. And uh, I've done like group swipe sessions with friends where we're all like looking and swiping together. I have let my daughter, who was eight, swipe for me, which is a low point in my life when I yelled at her, like, ah, no, that guy was cute, he had a beard, like I told you, like, always, yes, on beards. And so, luckily, I made it through that period of time in my life, and... We'll get on, get off, get on, get off, get on, get off. Try to have a creative profile. Try to have a semi-serious profile. Try to tell them everything. Try to have a few one-liners. Try to be hilarious. And there's always the awkward, like, beginning introduction part where you're you know, trying to think of what to say, how to be interesting. Like, what's your favorite cloud type? And this guy's like, a lenticular. And you're like, quickly Googling, like, a lenticular. What the hell is that? It's like, the UFO cloud. So you're learning facts. Like, that's one good thing about online dating. I swiped a geologist, which I was so excited about. I was telling my friends, like, I'm going to go on the stay with this geologist, and we're going to learn about rocks, I'm going to have a mindgasm, like, just pumped. And we get there, and we're about to go on the date, and, and we go to this beautiful granite outcrop rock place that people from all over the place will go to because it's such a cool and fascinating, unique rock area. And I say, I'm like, okay, like, cool, like, tell me, like, tell me about this rock, tell me about where we are. He's like, wow, this is really actually what you were interested in. It's like my geologist information. I was like, no, totally, like I told you, this is what I'm into. And he says, oh, it's all limestone. It's all the same. What do you mean it's all the same? And he's like, ah, it's just whatever formed under the ocean like years ago, blah, blah. I was like, this isn't limestone. And I'm getting to like question, you know, like I know two things that rock is limestone and granite. I know there's a lot of other things, but I know those two things. And I was like, this is, this is granite. Like, this is old. This is like four billion year old out of the crack of the lava earth beginnings. And he's like, ah, whatever. Dismissive. Doesn't care. Turns out he's one of those online geologists that does the fire drone whatever, up in the sky, pointing at things with laser kind of geologist. I'm a geologist. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> so, 
you know, there was that, and we proceeded to go on a hike anyway, pretty disappointed at this point, but, you know, we still have a nice walk, we get to the top, it's a full moon, the full moon rises, we're alone, fucking thunderstorm rolls in, kind of scared, start to make out for whatever reason, I guess because we had a beer and I was ovulating, don't go on dates when you are ovulating. <laughs> a hot tip. So Anyways, we made it out of there, but we didn't enjoy ourselves, and so we never spoke again. And other good um, people I've met is this fellow who wanted to control all of human population and set them up on a mind simulation, and they would, you know, sort of choose to play this video game for the rest of their life. I've just met this fellow. I literally sit down, I meet him, I'm like, okay, this is a half beer date, or a half pint, like, ready to get out of there right away, and he leaps right into, like, his ideas on, like, we gotta not kill off humans, because that would be illegal, but he would like to, like, get them on these video games, and, like, feed them this liquid drip food, and I'm kind of, like, bringing other people into the conversation from nearby tables, because I'm like, this is kind of, like you know, it's full on, dude, like, all right, so we're laughing and making a joke, and then I sort of say to him, like, you might want to, like, turn your phone off with the kind of crazy ideas you have, because this is, like, you could be arrested for these kinds of plots. Anyways, half pint, got out of there, again, never spoke to that person again, but yeah, I have a current success story where a fellow was up camping nearby, we matched, he messaged me, I was like, you're camping, like, why are you messaging me, like, turn off your phone, which was obviously rude, and he was like, cool, yeah, turn off my phone. And so that's a good sign if someone can, like, you know, respect my authority (laughs) on these things. And we've had a couple of months now where we see each other once a week, and it's really great, and there have been no red flags, and I like him. And I never thought that the online sleeping world would provide that opportunity to say that. Funny thing is, Mm -hmm. the gentleman that Danielle is seeing. Yes. I matched with on Tinder, like back at the beginning of the separation. Oh, okay. And we talked a bit. He's very smart and cool and kind. Like from what I I mean, we talked only a little bit, but I was like, this guy's really smart and he's interesting and good vibes. But then I was like, "Uh, everything's all fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, People right now. No, but cool. That is cool. Yeah. I was like, Danielle, I loved that guy. He was so cool. That's awesome. (laughs) That is really awesome. Danielle. Okay, so, Kim, I thought we could talk about some online dating lingo. I thought maybe I could say them, and then you could guess what they are, or maybe you know what they mean. I really like this idea. Okay. Breadcrumbing. I imagine that's, like, when you want somebody to ask about something, so you, like, kind of throw things sort of out there without telling them. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, so like you want someone to ask about your super fancy new bicycle you just bought. Yeah. that's like what's going on in your life. So you're like, oh yeah, I just got back from a ride to the farmer's market. And they're like, oh, you ride bikes? And you're like, yeah, I just got, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I like it. It's not what it is, no, but no. that's very cool. Yeah. I think I should do that more. Yeah, right? That sounds like a great tactic. Is, or is it kind of manipulative? No, I don't think so. It's not like malicious, is it? No. And if they're not picking up what you're putting down, then they're not paying attention. Exactly. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. But don't, but don't. No, not like actually fuck them. Like, Like, screw them. I mean, unless you want to. Like, whatever floats your boat. 
as far as I'm no concerned. No slut shaming here. No, never. Okay, so breadcrumbing is stringing someone along with sporadic text messages, either because like you're too chicken shit to tell them you're not really into it. So you just every once in a while are like, oh yeah, hey, or whatever. Or just because you like the attention, you know, like you want them to keep kind of being I interested. feel like this is everybody who online dates. I know. Like uh, everyone breadcrumbs. Yeah. So if you're messaging with someone forever and they're not actually meeting up with you, you're probably getting breadcrumbed. <sighs> yeah. Maybe the other one could be like cookie crumbs because it's kind of mm, delicious. Yeah. And like it's a good way to start up a conversation. Yeah. Let's start a new trend. Yeah. Some new lingo. Oh, let's- I was cookie crumbing this guy. <laughs> And he really ate it up. (laughs) Oh, someone take this away from me. Okay. How about this one? Beard baiting. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my mind. I know where you're going. I know where you're going with it. (laughs) Went to masturbating. Yes. Beard baiting is what I do when I look at pictures of men with beards. But that's not true. Oh, okay. So. You don't masturbate when you're looking at pictures of men with beards? No, I do. I just mean that's not the real Okay, that's not the term. Okay. It's baiting, B-A-I-T-I-N-G. Oh, so like baiting a girl with your beard? Totally. Hmm. I didn't know that like beards were so hot. You didn't? I mean, I I, I appreciate a nice beard, like for sure. But I didn't realize it was like... So beard baiting is hiding a weak chin or a thin lip or even an average personality with a fine beard. That is fucking true. And it works on me. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that, world? <laughs> okay, how about this one? Hey, if anyone's interested in hooking up with Mel, beard it. Beard it and give me a call. I'll set it up. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. I'll be your Tinder assistant. Awesome. Without Tinder. You'll yeah. be my IRL Tinder yeah. assistant. Yeah. IRL, we all know what that means, right? In real life. Okay, how about this one? How about this one? (laughs) Woke fishing. Um, Like comparing who's more woke, like trying to like one up your wokeness. I find that white people do this a lot. The definition I found online is woke fishing is when a man who's talking to a woman starts asking her vague questions regarding progressive causes in an effort to determine her interest level and then mirrors her responses. Said man has no interest in the same groups or causes and is just trying to find commonalities with a girl to get into her pants. So I wonder if like my feminism question was like reverse woke fishing. Kind of. But were they woke fishing me because they knew off the bat that I was like, Could how be. do you feel about feminism? Right. You're right. almost like giving them an in. I totally was issue. giving. Yeah. I was like, here's who I am. Right. Manipulate as you like. <laughs> Which thankfully didn't happen that, that much. Just so everybody knows. Okay. Cuffing season. Okay, we talked about this before because you're like, oh, it's cuffing season. So my friend Claire, Claire in Toronto, who just set up her first Tinder profile, she actually told me what this means. So when you're all lonely in the colder months and you just want to like snuggle, but it's like too cold to be like out there meeting people. I mean, it's also a pandemic. So isn't it just one big long cuffing season? But cuffing is referring to being like handcuffed to someone. So you're going to like shack up handcuff with someone for the cooler months with the expectation to be released in the spring. Oh, I don't like that. I keep hearing about it on podcasts and all over the place. Everyone's talking about cuffing season. Should I 
I feel like I need to text someone and ask them if that's what's happening. Are we just cuffing? (laughs) I mean, I don't think he's going to understand what that means either. Probably not. That's an interesting concept. Mm -hmm. Is that really a thing? Like you have like the intention of like being. I mean, what I found on the internet, they defined it as being with the intention of like being free again in the spring. But I think for the most part, from my understanding, when people talk about cuffing season, they're really just talking about like wanting someone to kind of hook up with. And I mean, hook up in the longer sense of the word for the winter. Yeah. And then I guess who knows where that goes. Right. So it'd be like more of a casual relationship sort of thing. Maybe. I think I'm putting too much thought into this. I think it's just like, you don't want to be alone because it's winter and it's cold. Oh, I can be alone at any point. Yeah. I don't mean you specifically. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for clarifying. Uh, Because I'm never alone because I have my dogs. Mm. And yeah, you don't need anyone for cuffing season. No, I don't. all these warm bodies. Yeah, I do. Okay. How about this one? Benching. Is that like, you know, you're like swiping on your phone and you you match and you're chatting with one person and then maybe you match with somebody else and then you go out with a, on a date with that somebody else and the original person you kind of like put on the bench. You got it, girl. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so this happens when you meet someone you like but you're not really sure yet if they if you really like them. So you text them like just enough to keep them interested while simultaneously keeping your other options open. Can we just like talk about the demise of connection? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That we're actually defining these terms because this is what people do to each other now. And like, I think I'm just as guilty. Like when I was swiping Mm -hmm. faces, I'm sure I did it too. Yeah. 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 But I don't think I'm as big an asshole as almost everyone I talk to. Yeah. I don't think everyone thinks that, but I don't, Okay, you know what? There's one guy that I'm currently kind of like, I guess I'm ghosting him, but it's because he got weird. I people ghost me fucking left, right and center and I I don't know what the fuck. I think I know like the whole thing about ghosting is like, you know what? It's them. It's not me, but it's very hard not to go like but I must have done something that freaked them out, but like what the fuck? I was always like super anti-ghosting like even if someone got weird i would just say like hey nice chatting to you i don't think this is gonna work take care and some of them would take that as like a challenge right and at which point i would block because i wasn't ghosting right like it's i made my myself clear like this is not gonna work for me and good luck like take care i don't think i ghosted anyone because i i don't like being ghosted myself so i try to yeah you know But I think that there's a time and a place, right? Like if you're uncomfortable and this person is making you feel not good, like you don't owe them anything. And I didn't owe people an explanation. Can I tell you the conversation? Yeah, please. I'll read it directly from my thing. Yes, you will. Okay. This is why I'm like, I don't think I even want to talk to him anymore. He was like asking what I'm up to for the weekend. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I'm busy. I'm working and then podcasting Sunday. And then I said, but I'm renting a house January 1 and splitting kid time with X, which will free me up considerably. He said, that should be good, blah, blah, blah. That's a bit away still, but I'd be down for hangouts. And I was like, I mean, I could maybe find time before then. Just saying after January, January it'll be a lot less hairy. Mm-hmm. To which he responds, oh, you're going to shave for me. Sweet. So I wrote, probably not. No. <laughs> Bye. And then he said, gross, LOL. And I was like, fuck this guy first of all bush is back bush is back (sighs) this is a public 
place for me to be saying this, but I sport a fucking full bush and I'm not going to shave it for any man. So fuck you. <laughs> I'm just really glad that bush is back. Yeah. That's all I... And then, so I didn't respond to gross LOL. Then the next day he sends me this picture. What the fuck? It's like a okay, weird, shadowy, yeah. almost nude, and he's wearing a cowboy hat? Yeah, and he's, like, looking down at his crotch. I'm pretty so, sure he's naked. I think it looks like he has underwear, but I wonder oh, yeah, if his I know. wiener's out the pee hole, you know? <gasps> oh, I think it might be. So and that's why I'm, like... wearing a cowboy hat. That's that's the context of me being, like, I think I'm going to ghost this person, because I... I mean, unless I say to him, you know what? Well, my you're making bush- me uncomfortable. I'm not into you. Bye. My full bit bush and I are gonna peace out of here. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Next, farm teaming. I don't know if this is an oh. online dating. Oh, hey everyone, that's Forrest. He just likes to let us know when people are walking by the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, farm teaming i don't know if it's specifically an online dating term but it is like a dating thing and someone brought it up to me when i was asking on instagram farm teaming yes kim has a grimace like grimace of all grimaces at hearing the term farm teaming (laughs) well i don't think dating and the word farm anything really go well together so i mean unless you're going to i don't know i don't know why i just tell you yeah okay when an older person subtly flirts with an underage member of the opposite sex to keep her slash him interested until the underage person is of age I'm and ready barf. to play in the big leagues. I'm gonna barf. <laughs> I don't want to barf on your mics, um, but it might happen. I don't know that it's always actually an underage person, though. Like, I, okay. think, I think, like, I could be farm teaming a 25-year-old until he's, like, 28. <laughs> Would that make a difference? Three years? <laughs> Probably not. No, no. no. Um, but yeah, that whole idea. I think Drake did that with uh, Millie Bobby Brown. <gasps> Are uh, they dating? No, but like he was like, I mean, this is total gossip. And I don't know why I even know this because I don't pay attention to anything like this usually. Right. I just, I remember this. Hmm. He was like texting her inappropriate things, but who knows? That's 11 from Stranger Things, right? Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. Um, but yeah, that's disgusting and I hope that's not a real thing, but you know what? Probably is. Probably is. People are fucked. Okay. This one, I'm sure you know, catfishing. That's when like the pictures aren't real and they're like pretending to be someone they're not and they like string you along and I saw the Netflix thingy, Mm -hmm. document thingy, documentary show. Yep. How about kitten fishing? I don't know. (laughs) Pretending to be younger than you are? Oh, that's a good guess. Kitten fishing is an unrealistic profile that showcases someone in a wildly positive light, like photoshopped or outdating pictures, embellished accomplishments, etc. It's like catfishing light. That sounds like catfishing. Well, catfishing is like like straight up using someone else's pictures. I think kitten fishing is like maybe you facetuned a lot. Okay. And it's like pictures that are 10 years old or whatever. Okay. Or yeah. like saying you're a geologist when you just like read some stuff about rocks one time on Wikipedia. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a lot of these. Okay. How about this one? Cushioning? Um, it's kind of, I'll give you a hint. Yeah. Kind of like benching. Yeah. Okay. So like letting one person down lightly on the cushion to wait till you're ready to pick them up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> it's cushioning your own fall if your current relationship doesn't work by keeping other potential partners waiting in the wings. So they're waiting on the benches. Exactly. So that's so when you're, but are you, but, uh, this is getting really complicated. But okay. Okay. And we all know ghosting, right? Yeah. It's like sudden disappearance. Yeah. I've encountered that several times recently. Yeah. It's, I think it's inevitable. And I think people do it because they're so afraid of like conflict. Well, and I think we're afraid of what other people think of us. It's such a strange phenomenon. Like, I don't understand people not using their words to be like, I can't, I can't talk or whatever. But our, our means of communication are so messed up now. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. we aren't able to have hard conversations. That's true. I myself hate hard conversations. See, I don't mind hard conversations. You're a truly evolved human. I don't know about that, but <laughs> I just find like like it's hard starting them, but then the end of them, you're usually feeling better or right. like there's usually at least like resolution. Yeah. Versus like carrying it with you. Right. So really I just like instant gratification a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but still, I think that's a much more mature approach than, like, most people take. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, how about haunting, orbiting, or zombieing? They all mean ooh, the same ooh, thing. Ooh, I know what this one is. Yeah. That's when you, like, watch someone's stories, but you never talk to them and, like, all their pictures. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you watch them and you might, like, like their things occasionally. Yeah. But you don't actually, like, indicate that you want them back in your life. Okay, so this is, like, a person you've already met or, like... Well, according to the internet. Okay. But, yeah, totally. I didn't even know until, like, I I just recently downloaded Instagram again. I didn't know you could really see who saw your stories. You can totally see. Yeah. Which makes it difficult to, like... If but I don't think if I you're am- kind of if you are kind of creeping someone, but you don't want them to know you're creeping them, then maybe you shouldn't be creeping them. Right. But also, maybe I've done that before and then realized later, like, oh shit, they could totally see that I saw all of their stories because I look at their profile. Shit. Well, I don't really invite like well, I didn't invite people to my social media mm-hmm. very often. Oh, not from online. Uh actually, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, no, well, nothing. It's because she was relentlessly, you know, promoting the podcast. That's yeah. actually what she actually. Ooh, hey, that's a good point. Well, um, I remember one of my friends sent me a screenshot of someone's Tinder profile. Yeah, and was like, "Do you know this guy?" Because I was friends with him on Facebook, and I was like, "Yeah, so and so, whatever." And she's like, "I think he's like." on tinder just getting girls to go to his gigs oh and he was he's like he's like shacked up has a kid full-time like not and is just inviting girls to come to his concerts right how how stereotypical is that right what's the word for that i don't know there should be one though (laughs) fuck okay how about this one submarining it sounds dirty i'm not gonna lie so it's when someone you thought had vanished from your life suddenly shows back up and acts like nothing happened. They Isn't ghosted that called, you. Like, friendship. What? Because like sometimes don't your like life gets busy and your friends just disappear and then all of a sudden they're like, oh my god, hi, remember when we were friends and you hang out and nothing changes? But I think it's different if it's someone that you like online dated. Okay, yeah. And then they're like, oh, I was cushioning by putting you on the bench, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I decided to orbit. 
just oh. to see if you would react. You are really taking all of these terms on and you're using them properly in conversation and context. And I think you're doing a great job. Excellent pupil. Thank you. <laughs> Almost done. Slow fade. That's when like, you know, you start out and you're like talking and you're like, I love lamps. I love lamps. I love sushi. I do too. And like, you're really like connecting on all these things you like. And then slowly you realize that you're all just bullshit. Nothing's actually really connected. A gradual ghosting. I mean, there's a couple more, but I don't know. Let's do them. Okay. I kind of like this. Love bombing. Is that when you tell someone you love them too soon? Kind of. Oh no. Oh, I heard about this. This is actually like kind of a form of abuse. Yes. Yeah. So you know, oh, you wouldn't do this if you love, because you love me, or uh, isn't it like oh, that I don't kind know of? If that's that. When you meet someone for the first time and they bombard you with love and affection for no reason, once the person gets what they want from you, they typically either move on or tone down the behavior significantly. It's often abusive and creepy. So creepy, in fact, that it's even a tactic of cults to reel in potential members. Sounds like fun. Mm. I wish it didn't have a cool name. Like, I kind of like the term love bombing. Like, I love bomb lots of people but yeah. like in a positive right supportive healthy ways like, right because love is great let's reclaim it i think we should <laughs> i'm gonna love should. bomb you when you leave <laughs> i can't wait not really though because it's covid and we're not allowed to that's right do things like that or something i don't know okay that's what i have for the definitions. i love it i think that i learned a lot and i always love learning some of them I don't like, though, for the record. Farm the teaming. farm teaming really made you upset. Shook me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty gross. It's super gross. I have a great story. I'm excited. It's not my own. It's another listener story, but I really think you're going to like it. So my online dating story. I only have one. It takes place in 2004. That's the year that Janet Jackson's booby popped out at the Super Bowl halftime show and Martha Stewart <laughs> landed in prison. So... Pretty wild time in history. Uh, And relatively speaking, this was still the dark ages of online dating. Yeah. I didn't know anyone who had met a partner online. In fact, I didn't even know anyone who was involved with online dating. Or if they were, I didn't hear about it. There was still a significant stigma that people looking for love on the internet were, in fact, just desperate women attracting axe murderers. Which brings me to my motivation for online dating. I desperately wanted to make love to an axe murderer. (laughs) No, that was a Dumb and Dumber reference (laughs) gone sideways. I'm not super proud of this, but really I was just curious to see what kind of lame asses were signing up for online dating sites. And did I recognize any from high school? Who are these people? So a friend and I signed up for Lava Life. Is that even still a thing? Yeah, I wonder. Probably. Anyway. We quickly realized that it was a site full of seemingly typical people. Even a couple of regular dudes from high school. So not entertaining, really, but I had already created a profile so that I could creep other people's profiles, so I left it up. Turns out I didn't mind getting a wink sent to me here and there. It was the most dating attention I'd had in some time, being entirely dedicated to my college studies and single motherhood. Then a fellow named Patrick messaged me through the Lava Life Messenger, giving me his MSN chat username. Basically, you got one message free on Lava Life or something like that, and then had to buy Lava Life credits to keep chatting. So my first thought was, look at this guy gaming the system. I love it. Then I thought, maybe he's just cheap as fuck. (laughs) Either way, I took what felt like a small leap and messaged him on MSN. 
so we chatted there off and on for a bit. At one point, I asked him how I would know that he wasn't like 80 years old. You got to remember, people didn't have much of an online presence back then. No smartphones even. So in what seemed like a high-tech move at the time, he scanned a copy of his driver's license and sent it to me over the World Wide Web. Well, that's not fucking weird. I think this might have been the first time I even saw what he looked like. Very trusting of him. For sure. This satisfied me that he wasn't 80 years old. Then I discovered that one of my classmates had a brother who knew Patrick in the flesh, and all accounts suggested that he was not an axe murderer. (laughs) By the way, that term axe murderer, I'd like to know more about this. Why does murder by axe have such a solid foothold in popular culture? It's a great question. Why not murder by a thousand cuts or murder by hot oil enema? I think enema would be really difficult. One time I saw a freaky TV show where a dude was murdered by being stuffed like a -A Build-A-Bear toy. Oh, Jesus, Scarlet. (laughs) No disrespect to murder by axe, but being restrained and stuffed with a zillion little beads until your eyes pop out of your face. (laughs) It seems a touch more traumatic. Maybe unpack that for us, Melody, if you please. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Back to my story. One day over MSN chat, Patrick asked me what I was doing that night. And I replied by saying, I'm watching a movie with you. It's pretty bold. I felt pretty cool. Uh, so he asked if I was serious. I said that I was. Then I spent the next few hours figuring out what to wear, arranging for a friend to call me after his arrival time in case I was being axe murdered. So when he arrived, Patrick was adorable. He was wearing a snakeskin belt and a tucked-in golf shirt with a geometric pattern in tan, green, and yellow. I'll never forget it. It was such a fashion disaster, (laughs) and I felt entirely more confident in my own presentation. Uh, I also promptly took off my heels, given that he was notably shorter than his lab life profile suggested. Classic. Super classic. (laughs) He claims this was an honest mistake. We'll never know. Uh, We didn't end up watching a movie at all. We just chatted the night away. That kind of conversation that flows continuously due to a mixture of nervousness and excitement. And booze. Yada, yada, yada. And three months later, he moved into my apartment. And we were married two and a half years after that first meeting. As time went on, many people took to online dating, obviously. Uh, One thing I noticed is that there's a lot more time spent now, like, filling out personality questionnaires to find the perfect match. Lots of dismissing people before you meet them by swiping left and such. We met in person very early on, and I'm glad we did. While there is something practical about narrowing down potential matches and something romantic about discovering each other in writing, there's no replacement for sharing space with someone and getting a taste of their energy. Just my two cents. To wrap up, Patrick and I celebrated our 14th wedding anniversary this year, and I haven't had any close encounters with an axe thus far. (laughs) There was an incident early on moving a desk together that resulted in a great deal of tears and cursing and a foot injury, but we managed to get through it and everything since. Thanks, Scarlett. That was great. I was thinking that Scarlett needs to check her weird obsession with murder. Yeah. First of all, Scarlett, maybe we could unpack it. Like, maybe I could look into the history of axe murders and why well, I think it that has that's this a great, place in popular culture. Great subject. But then it got weird. The Build A Bear. The uh, yeah, that one. Scarlett. The eyes. Like, are you okay? <laughs> we, we love you yeah for sure like i just you know that's really thinking outside the box i mean scarlet has always thought outside of the box well maybe it's just par for the course yeah cool <laughs> okay i did a little research into online dating i did a lot of research into online dating kim a lot i watched three ted talks in one night and i wow. listened to a shit ton of podcasts so here's some of what i found i'm gonna try to condense it as i go because 
I don't want to bore you. Okay, can I just like interject here? Yeah. Because I think that they made dating like video games. Yeah. So that's how they keep people like on Tinder is because it's like, it's like this obsessive, like we can get sort of like compulsive about it really quickly. And I think that's part of the algorithm. Oh yeah. They want to keep you on the app for sure. Okay. I'm going to let you tell me about your research, but then we need to talk about Sari Tales. Sari Tales? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about the algorithm and then there's some tips on like beating the algorithm. Um... That's Atlas, my Bernese mountain dog, having a dream. Oh, that's really sweet. I thought it was a dog outside because it was such a quiet woof. No, he was dreaming. He's awake now. Okay, so here's some of what I found. Tinder algorithm. I found an article on Vox.com by Caitlin Tiffany, and she explained... Was that her real name? I don't know. Sounds like a porn star name. No offense, Caitlin. No offense, Caitlin Tiffany. I mean, porn stars are cool. Caitlin Yeah, Tiffany. totally. If you're into it, like if you're getting paid well and respected. Yeah. So cool, cool, cool. here's open for you, Caitlin Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So originally Tinder used something called an ELO rating system, which is the same kind of system used to rate the skill levels of chess players. You rise in the ranks based on how many people right swipe you and the more right swipes that person had the more their swipe means for you so it's like a point system so then the app will show you or would show you they say they don't use this scoring system anymore but the app would show you more people in your same score range essentially creating like tiers of people based on their faces Based on their faces, how many right swipes well, they I guess get, in their and body, like and how cool the people right swiping them are, like what sort of tier so they de- are. Who decides like who's the coolest though? It's I guess just it's based just on the how matter. many people are attracted to them and right swipe them. Huh. Pretty crazy. So in March 2019, Tinder published a blog post saying that this score was old news and that they're using like new cutting edge technology. They didn't really explain it, but it sounds like the ELO score system evolved once they had enough users with enough history to predict who would like whom uh blah 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 blah. it gets boring right yeah but that whole like tiered yeah that's crazy and i i mean i don't know that everybody's convinced that they actually have changed that so the algorithm also accounts for age and location preferences but it basically is just mathematically interpreting like your swipes and people who swipe you see i don't know like is that a bad thing is it a good like i mean we're selling ourselves as data though, right? Yep. Yep. It's kind of fucked up. It is. But I think I the the reason for it being there is to try to match people who like sort of fit with you socially who you right. might like or who might like you. Right. Like there is a reason that it's there, but whether that's like more effective than meeting people in real life. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Like I really like the setup. Like the setup of like a friend introducing. Right. Some, like I think more friends should do that. Well, because then the person is vetted. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. They've vetted that person. Yeah. They can say like, they're not a creep as far as I know. I like them. They're funny and interesting and smart. All of that stuff. And I feel like if you, ha- if your friends have friends and you like those people, then chances are, you know, like you're going to have commonalities with their friends. Yeah. So set like, your friends up. 2021. Yeah. Let's do it. It's like the real life algorithm. It's the algorithm of life. (laughs) It sure is. So something about the algorithm 
if you're over swiping, so a lot of people will be like, I'm just going to right swipe on everyone and see what happens. That actually fucks you right up in the algorithm and they will end up showing you to less people because what they're, the algorithm actually like mines your information and kind of favors people who are making meaningful connections. So like it notes if you share phone numbers in the messages or. Oh, that's fucking creepy. Yeah. Yeah. All of that stuff. So that's a backfire right there. Don't do that. Also, it's kind of just a dick move. Like, if you're not interested, then why are you? Yeah. I don't know. Hinge uses a mathematical algorithm, a little different from Tinder. It looks at your patterns of liking slash rejecting users and compares your patterns to those of other users. Bumble apparently is very close-lipped about their algorithm, but the rumor is that it's very similar to Tinder. Shocker. (laughs) Right? So, OkCupid, eHarmony, and Match all have a much more complicated, like, I haven't done any of those, but... From what I gather, you fill out like a whole survey about like your political views and religious views and preferences and likes and dislikes. Which I think is like there's something to be said about that because there's people with different like political identities that I just I wouldn't be able to connect with on that level. Like people that would be like staunchly like conservative or right wing. Like that's where I draw my line. Like you can be as short or tall as you want, but if you align yourself there, you're not for me. Helen Fisher, Senior Research Fellow in Biological Anthropology at the Kinsey Institute and the Chief Scientific Advisor for Match.com, which also happens to be owned by the same company as Tinder. She Hmm. says the main problem is cognitive overload. So the most choices, according to her, that the human brain can deal with at one time is nine. So Tinder hack or online dating hack, swipe till you get nine matches and then stop until you like weed some of those out because apparently your brain cannot handle more than nine. Yeah. A couple more hacks. Update your profile regularly. A guy on a podcast, I I forget what podcast he was on, but a guy who works for OkCupid said this. It tricks the algorithm and shows you at the top of the stack like you're a new person. Every Uh, time you update it, hey? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it tricks the algorithm. Okay, on one podcast, they said five Tinder hacks. The podcast is called the Tinder Mentor Podcast. <laughs> like, okay, but why is that a fucking thing? Because people are obsessed with, like, finding people. But are people actually obsessed with finding people or... Or just getting the rush of getting matches? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But Tinder Mentor Podcast, here are their five hacks. Number one, really important to have good quality photos. Which you can get with, like, a decent phone nowadays. Yeah, sure. But, like, shitty photos, yeah. you're not going to get such great results. Well, I mean, it's like you're putting yourself out there, right? If you put yourself out there with a crappy picture. Mm-hmm. But I also was always really, like, worried, like, if my pictures really represented me. I- I'd always ask my friends for their opinion on that. Like, right. Which worked. But that was always a concern of mine. Like, what if they met me and I didn't look like my pictures? It was probably unwarranted. Well... I mean, you probably do look like your pictures, especially if you're conscious of that. Yeah, I guess. You know? Yeah. But maybe not. Like, sometimes I wonder, like, with the height thing or with people putting super flattering pictures of themselves that don't really look like them, it's like, do you believe that you look like that, though? Do you believe you're six yeah. foot one? Or whatever, when you're only, like, 5'10"? So, like, I wouldn't put, like, I would put, like, my mediocre pictures up, where it's, like, it really, like, this is me, you know? It mm-hmm. might not be, like, the best picture, and I might look like a little bit of an idiot, but I'm probably doing something fun, and I'm probably laughing about it. Right. Versus, like, here's my blue steel selfie. Like, Right. Because I don't really live in a blue steel selfie kind of world. Yeah. Mm. Also, blue steel selfies for me are just a, a left swipe. I'm like, ew, fuck off. Well, swipe. 
You might swipe right on me. I would swipe right on you. Thanks. A hundred times. This one I already said. Number two, don't swipe right to see who matches. Number three, be smart about your opener. Like when you talk to people, know, hey, how are you? Like go on their profile, find something of interest, make a point to engage with them on a thing. I had like relative success with that. Like some people took to that. Some people responded to like, hey, how are you? I found that part really exhausting Mm -hmm. with Bumble. Like you always had to be the one that would initiate conversation as the woman. Yes. So that's the thing about Bumble. Yeah. Which is kind of good, but also exhausting yeah because you're like oh another witty thing or yeah you know and then you just repeat the same witty opener over again and then well one of the things that these guys said on this podcast was like so don't use like canned openers or if you do just make sure it's really good so if you come up with a few like really good opening lines yeah cool yeah but like use them appropriately i guess i don't know Uh, They said, number four, don't get into small talk, like have interesting conversations, talk about your hopes, dreams, like your aspirations, but don't be getting into like, hey, how are you this morning until the second or third date? Okay. Hmm. Right? I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't want someone coming at me and being like, oh, I'm doing this and this and I have all these dreams and this is all about me and blah, blah, blah. And then I go out on a couple dates with them and then they're like, I kind of, I love a good, good morning text, you know? Yeah. Or like, hey, have a good day. Right. So I don't know if I agree with that. And I like sending them too, right? Like, it's just kind of nice to know that someone's thinking about you. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like boring small talk is just like, it's just part of talking yeah and like i don't know maybe but we're probably not the audience for this kind of information either i think that they're talking to men specifically so maybe it's because i do find like a lot of men just come back with like very simple yeah like a lot of i mean i don't want to be all like all men but a lot of men aren't great conversationalists in an online like texty sort of situation and when they are i take note Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? You can have a good conversationalist too who's still a horrible date. Yeah. You know? Or who ghosts you. Or who ghosts you or Mm -hmm. who like tells you that they love you on the third date. Yeah. Okay, wait. Let me say this last thing. Number five of the Tinder Mentor Podcast, five hacks. Have no expectations about any of it. Like don't go on a date being like, I'm going to get laid. Or like talk to a person and be like, I'm going to have sex with that person. Or whatever. Yeah, I like, like that all your expectations are based on sex. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get laid. I'm going to have sex with this person. Yeah. That's well, okay. there was That's... a person that I was talking to and I was like, we are going to have sex. This is happening. Yeah, it didn't. He ghosted. Uh, it was you actually, know you, are. you know what? It was a slow fade. <gasps> but now down to nothing. Maybe they've got you on the bench. Sweater guy, you're fucking rude. I thought you were better than this. Yeah, and Melody, nobody puts Melody on the bench. Nobody puts me on the bench. I'm a hot fucking piece of ass. So fuck you, sweater guy. Well, yeah, but you're a lot more things than just a hot piece of ass. I just would like to thank you. But also, I am a hot. But you also are very (laughs) much so a hot piece of ass. But yes, number five, no expectations does resonate with me. I think it's really important in life. I was just going to say that. Like just to try not to have expectations going into pretty much anything. And then you're never disappointed. Exactly. And you know what? You have way more fun when you're not like worried about, oh, this is supposed to go this way and it's not going this way. And I'm exhausted just thinking about it. Just have more fun. 
Okay. I just have a couple more quick, like from various podcasts, I'll keep it snappy. Cause I know like there's just so much information. Optimal number I hear for, for uh, profile pictures on Tinder is only three. Really? Mm-hmm. I would have gone with five. Well, they recommend six or something, but according to some research that I heard about on a podcast, it's three. Uh, da, da, da. Okay. Some stats. Smiles in a photo make people 14% more likely to swipe right. This is on Tinder specifically. Okay. Directly facing the camera makes people 20% more likely to swipe right. Wearing a hat, people are 15% less likely to swipe I was just going to say, I don't look good in hats. Uh, Glasses, 12% less likely. Really? I love glasses. I do too. I wear them. And I... I wear glasses. I wear contacts. Yeah. I don't wear contacts anymore. I used to, but they hurt my eyes, so Mm, I don't... Fuck it. And glasses are cool. They are. Whoever says they're not, they're wrong. Well, so in this particular podcast that all of these stats came from, the woman's name is Dr. Jessica Carboneau. She has a PhD in sociology, and she's like Tinder's number cruncher gal. Um, She was saying that things that obstruct your face and make it more difficult for people to get a read on you, that's what the hindrance is. It's not that people hate glasses, but like people do this thing called thin slicing. We do it in everyday life two we do it all the time it's where we create like snap judgments of people in a short period of time like scanning for body language posture all of that stuff so kind of like the more direct information you can give with your photos that like really convey a sense of who you are what are you doing i'm taking pictures of (laughs) mel for her tinder profile because the light looks really nice on her face right now and she could be like I'm a podcaster. <laughs> um, uh, oh, my God. So distracted. <laughs> Sorry. Body language posture. Yeah. Thin slicing. Yeah. You want your photos to be like natural, clear, like making direct sort of eye contact with the person that's looking because you're trying to make a connection right. in like 30 seconds. Not even. I forget the number of seconds. It would be, yeah, it'd be less than 30 seconds. Yeah. So... Look at the camera. And she actually suggested if you wear glasses to have at least one shot without your glasses in there. Which I can get behind, but what if you wear your glasses all the time? Yeah, I literally do. So we have a story from Melissa about how she met her man, Zooey. And this is like similar, probably even further back than Scarlet. Oh, wow. It involves a Yahoo chat group. Okay, so I used to be part of an online chat group in Yahoo. Um, what year was this? This was in scene. 1995. Okay. I started chatting with this group of people in Yahoo chat. It was probably the first time I was ever on a Yahoo chat. And I would chat with them and we were friends and we all kind of knew each other. And you'll die when I tell you it was like a fitness weight loss group, which has been like the byline of my life. Right. So... We were just there and this guy comes on and nobody knows who he is. And he was just being an asshole. And I private messaged him and I was like, look, we all know each other in this room and we all like each other. So if you're not going to be nice, just get out. And he was like, call me and left his phone number. So this was in 1990, probably it was in 98. So I started this in this chat room and like I knew all of these people yeah. for like years of chatting and sneaking on when I could when my parents were asleep and the <laughs> sign up like dial it yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. pray to God my parents didn't wake up so I didn't call him 
But with Yahoo chat, the thing was is that your name, like whatever your handle was, yeah. it was at yahoo.com was your email address. Okay. So it would have been September of 98 that I actually emailed him. Mm-hmm. And so I emailed him because I had sent him a couple messages and he was like, oh, yeah, well, sorry, I was being a jerk and I was just having fun and this and then. And then there was the uh, the plane crash off the coast of Nova Scotia, Swiss Air 111. And uh, I was living in Nova Scotia at the time. And so he texted me and said, hey, did you hear about this? And I emailed him this huge, long email about how I was feeling about this thing and blah, blah. And it all started with that. And then we started emailing back and forth. And then I went back and checked my, I had written his phone number down. So I went back and got his phone number. And then I called called him one day and then we started talking on the phone and then out of the blue february of the following year for my reading week he's like uh, i'm coming to visit you in february where did he live he was in calgary and oh, wow. i was in nova scotia i was at acadia and he was just starting his career and so we uh i had to ask my parents can this guy come visit me and my mother is like there are only murderers and rapists online yeah, but they did agree that, that he'd come, but I wasn't allowed to go pick him up at the airport by myself. My mom had to come with us. This whole new word of being catfished. Yeah. I was catfished by some dude who was married prior to me meeting Zui. And every time I talked to him on the phone, he told me, oh, that's the neighbor upstairs with our kids. And then when I realized, and I knew the pictures he was sending me were not him, but it was, it was still not it's not fun when that happens to you. It makes you feel like really crappy. Yeah. And so Zui, when I met him, it was like, oh, we're just going to be friends. Like, right. this is my friend, Zui. We'll see if I like him. We'll see if he shows up at the airport. We will see right. all of this stuff. And he did. He showed up carrying a big old, like, engineering for beginners <laughs> book. <laughs> And I asked, I was like, why did you bring like work to do? He's like, I didn't know if you were going to pick me up. He's like, I didn't know if I was going to be like a seven hour wait in the airport just to turn around and go back home. And I was like, oh, see? You both went into it with very low expectations. Low expectations. (laughs) Is she going to pick me up at the airport? And I was like, is he even going to be at the airport? So for the longest time, when people asked us where we met, I used to tell them, oh, we bumped into each other at the airport. And it just went from there because it was really embarrassing at the beginning of our relationship to tell people we met online. Right. And so anyway, he went home after that. We decided that we were going to date long distance mm-hmm. after we met. And we did that for, I had another year of university. So that would have been February of 99. And I graduated in 2000. And so we dated online and I went out west to visit him and he would come back and visit me. And And then then, who moved where? What happened after the year? So I graduated. We came home from my graduation and we had discussed it. I had talked to my parents. I was going to move out west after graduation. But I didn't move in with Zui. I had an apartment with a girl. So I moved out in May and we were going to date like normal people. Right. For as long as we felt we needed to. And then we decided the following April that we were going to get married. And then we got married in August of that year. So. What a nice story. It's cute, eh? It is. And I still like him. Meet cute. Yeah. He's, (laughs) He's a good guy. He can be a real jerk too sometimes, but overall I like him. So, okay. Are all of the examples of like the good stories from like 
before the Tinder times? Not all of them. Oh, I guess, no, Danielle wasn't, right? She met- Danielle wasn't. And I have a letter from a gal named Madge that I'm going to read to you right now. Okay. In 2018, I was still in an abusive relationship, gaslighting, mind games, not physical. I hated him so much. So I broke up with him five days before Christmas because I couldn't take being with him anymore. He lived with me, unfortunately, and had no friends or family that he could turn to because he plays mind games and gaslights. So it was four months before he would finally leave and I could have my life back. I checked out of our relationship about a year before I actually broke up with him. During that four months before he moved out, I was bored and lonely, so I made a profile on Plenty of Fish. I started chatting with this woman who lived in Belleville. We hit it off, exchanged numbers, and texted until one day it was too much for me dealing with him and now chatting with her. So I ghosted her. Me equals asshole. Aww. Okay, back to COVID times. It's May 2020. And for some reason, I decide that now's a good time to start dating. So I create a Bumble account. I chatted with a few people, men mostly, but I was largely uninterested in them. Then one day in early June, she and I started chatting again. It was like nothing had happened. We hit it off. So we decided to meet in person. She's from Belleville and I'm from Kingston. So we met in Napanee to walk along the river. We did that once or twice a week for a while. Totally physically distant. I'm glad you clarified that, Madge. She met Madge. <laughs> she met my best friend who was in my bubble about a month later, and it was this day that we almost kissed but decided on a hug instead. Anyway, from that moment on, there is no physical distance from each other, and there still isn't. She's my girlfriend. We love each other a lot. Dating during COVID has also forced me to come out of the closet. I always knew that I liked women, but kept dating men. So I pegged myself as bi. I'm definitely not bi. I'm a lesbian and came out that way this summer. Who would have thought that so much great could happen during a pandemic? Thanks for reading my experience, Madge. That's a nice story. Isn't that nice? There's a lot of hope in that story. Yeah. Good job, Madge. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Did you want to tell me about the thing you were talking about, Sarah? Zary Tales. Tales. Okay, so she is a graphic artist out of Detroit. And on her Instagram profile, it says, artist and dating app scientist protesting the patriarchy by transforming tragic dating app messages into destructive and thought-provoking art, which that she does. So she goes on online dating profiles, starts talking to men. I'm like in the hopes I think of, you know, she is wanting to date, but she just gets, you know, the normal bullshit of some men out there. And then she takes what they say and she makes it into art and she sells it. Sometimes it's stickers. You can get prints of it and like things like feminists have ruined the world or just, you know, really interesting stuff like that. But she also has uncovered how there's different standards on dating apps for women versus men Mm -hmm. because women are the product. Right. Which is really interesting. Like if you go on to, I think she uses Plenty of Fish quite often. Maybe it's more popular in the States and Tinder. Mm -hmm. But like a guy on Plenty of Fish could have something that's not his picture for his profile, whereas a woman cannot. Oh, really? Yes. And they won't get, like you can even report them and they won't be taken down. But a woman cannot have, because women's data, like that's what's being sold. We're the product. That was, yeah, that kind of really turned me off. Because these free things aren't free. Right. Right. So that made me, uh, made me concerned about her art. So check her out on Instagram, Sari Tales, but it's S-A-R-E-Y Tales. She's also really active on like her messaging. So I ordered a couple stickers and we had a couple chats about things and, and just like reaches out to other women about their experiences. And it's just, it's really cool. 
Cool. Anyway, Sari Tales. Yeah, she's uh, definitely worth checking out. Cool. Makes you a little more cynical too, though, about online dating and maybe men in general. I'm pretty cynical. Me too. <laughs> I talk so, about wearing my cynical pants a lot. I truly think that like people become monsters when they don't have a face in front of them, like physically. Oh, absolutely. You know, like people just completely lose their humanity. And I don't mean to sound like all poor me online dating is so hard. Like I'm not, that's no. not what I'm doing. I have pretty good morals and a pretty strong sense of self and people yeah. just are total dicks and, it's and i'm sure rude. there's lots of women too that are right like For sure but that's not our experience because yeah. we're you know cisgender straight women right yes good point i'm sure there are women who are dicks too but yes i've been talking to men because i but like, also why am i like why do i feel like i have to like you know oh it's okay not all men you know we're conditioned to I guess I was saying not all men because it's not no, all no, men. No, 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 but like me too. Like that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like, oh, it's women too, right? Like maybe it's not women. Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> because maybe. Or dudes. Like if there's any dudes listening, like what's your experience? Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to hear about online dating from a male's perspective. I know. Because I've I only just... really talked to women about it. Yeah. Or even like from a gay perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's huge differences. We should probably just do this again with like a roundtable discussion with like a straight man and a gay man and maybe yeah. a gay woman. Yeah, we should do that. Like literally we should. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Cool. I'm in. Plans made. So here's a little clip of Claire. Claire from Toronto. We set up her Tinder profile. Right. And now we're swiping. Super fun. Oh, he's an engineer. But no. Nope. You Sorry, Doug. Sorry, Doug. <laughs> No. Fuck no. That was a fuck no. no. That's kind of funny. <laughs> What's he? He's riding like uh, water skis with a, a chair, with, chair a beer. with a beer. Need a sweetheart to bring home to mama, but also babe that can help piss off my neighbors. If you think pineapple belongs on pizza, swipe left. I like pineapple on pizza. So do I. And oh, I think if you. you're gonna, if you're gonna. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> one state of three cake steak dinner in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> golf. No, it's a no. It's yeah. golf. Oh, I'll cook you dinner if you cook me breakfast. That's fair. He's all right. Yeah. Uh, though I still can't tell because it's, it's all him with bearded friends. Yeah. So is it this guy or this guy? <laughs> that one. That, Not the that dog. Guy. Not the dog. <laughs> is it the I'll dog or the man? Lincoln Park, you can fuck off. <laughs> no. Oh. Whoa, but no. That, Whoa, man, but that no. man is very flexible. <laughs> okay. Hey, Peter. Peter, Irish, New Toronto. Viking, <gasps> cinema, travel, more of an introvert than an extrovert, more of an early riser than a night owl. On a pint and chat with a few friends. Don't dance. Don't dance. Blame. Right. Mm, sorry, I can't deal with those teeth. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Dad muffin looking for cupcake. Ugh, no. Gross. Ooh. Michael. He looks like a dirty ass hipster, which is what I always like. Look at this. Chocolate comes from cocoa, which comes from a tree. Basically just a plant, so chocolate is salad. Oh, he seems like a dummy. <laughs> like, nope. 
You know, cool hair and sunglasses don't oh, make the man. Likes golf, no. Golf. Do you really want to date a golf of Claire? Nope. I love playing with hair. Don't like liars, racist, sexist, and homophobic people. That's fair. But I don't like the way you look. <laughs> yeah? I don't like your face. I don't think your face is very nice. <laughs> Oh, no. I'm literally just recording, trying to get audio of of a match. It's a match! match. (laughs) I did record an update with Claire, and I'm going to put it on Patreon. So if you're, like, dying to know how Claire found Tinder, and uh, if she's going on any dates or any of that, then just give me some money on Patreon, and you can hear it. You can hear all about it. It's a match! match. I also watched, like I mentioned, I watched three TED Talks. So there's one that I kind of got the most out of and she I was already talking about like tinder hacks but here's what she did her name's Amy Webb she created 10 fake profiles of men who were like the kind of man she would want to date and she did this to gather data so she wasn't like actually catfishing women she but wouldn't she kind in- of was she kind of was because the women couldn't like be like they couldn't have informed consent to be participants in this experiment True. Amy Webb, shame on you. Yeah. But she gathered a lot of data. Which is great. So she said she made a point to talk about how she had rules. She wasn't carrying on like catfish relationships. So she wouldn't she wouldn't reach out to them unless they reached out to her first and blah, blah, blah. And she didn't carry on like long conversations. But you're right. She didn't have their consent. She uh, took a bunch of quantitative and qualitative data. I won't get into all of that because who wants to talk about data? But here's what she got from it. So the profiles that did really well, the bios were on average 97 words. Wow. But they have to be well written. Yeah. I've heard other places you want to start with a hook. Like you need, it's like almost like a sales funnel sort of thing. Like you right. need a sentence off the bat that like gets their attention. That makes sense. It does make sense. I didn't do my research early enough to have time to try to like doctor my own profile and see well, what Well, can happens. we just talk about what it's like dating online in Brook Valley? <laughs> well, I'm not dating anyone in Brook Valley. I'm That's strictly for the talking best. to men in the cities that are approximately one hour away from us in either direction. Probably for the best. Yep. So 97 words, average, well-written, non-specific language is really important, apparently. So like rather than saying her example was she loves the movie The English Patient, but if she goes on her profile and says, I love The English Patient, then any man who sees that and is like, I fucking hated that movie is just going to be like, nope. So you might want to say, like, I love foreign films. Hmm. Keep it nonspecific. Optimistic language is huge. You want to sound, like, positive and and. But what if these things aren't you? I guess, but you're wanting to present the best version of yourself, right? Or maybe you're not. But, like, if you go on there and you're like, I fucking hate everything. But what if you fucking hate everything? Then, and you like, pro- then you're not going to find a mate and that's, online. But, like, what if someone's on there and they're, like, following these rules and they're like, I love optimism and foreign films. And meanwhile, they're, like... Well, the thing is, it's all just human psychology. So, like... True. The optimism thing... The reason it works is because then you're more approachable. Yeah, I, I get it. I get what they're saying. I just don't, un, you know, what if that's not who you are? Right. I think she's just saying, like, take an optimistic spin on <laughs> who you are. Your existential dread. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really hate everything, but it's okay. <laughs> I hate everything, but I just really love the way it makes me feel. 
Don't you love hating everything? Absolutely. (laughs) Love it. Timing is super important, like very, very important. Probably one of the most important. Timing? Timing. Like you could connect with someone, but like, you know, if you see them at three in the morning and they're asleep or whatever, I don't know, or depending on like where they're at with their life, like it's just a oh, important yeah. factor. Yeah, of course. Okay, I get Meeting it. people in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Photos obviously are important. You want them to be attractive. I guess the women whose profiles did well, they all showed a little bit of skin. Not like racy, but like they weren't wearing turtlenecks in all their photos. What the you fuck's know what wrong I mean? with a good turtleneck? Nothing. But you don't want all of your Sorry, photos in like Sorry, I feel like, like I'm like really like, you know... This is hacking the system. That's what this is. It doesn't right. mean that it's right. But like, if you want to get more matches, these are some tips. Right. Okay. I don't know. So she applied all of this knowledge. She did crazy well. She like switched up her profile and did crazy well with her new profile. But she'd also made a scorecard because she's like this big data nerd. So she right. made this whole scorecard thing for men and would only go out with men who scored above 750. And none of the guys she matched with were for a while. Then eventually she came across this guy. He scored 850. She went out with him. They had a 14 hour long conversation. She, after the date, rescored him and he scored 1050. <laughs> they ended up getting married, having a kid. They're super happy. Blah, blah, blah. Her big takeaway from her TED talk was what's really important in finding a match is actually being picky and having your own parameters in place. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you can zhuzh up your profile all you want, but ultimately to find a person you're compatible with, you need to know what you want yeah and like ruthlessly seek that out yeah so which i think is really hard to do in life and in online dating right yeah but like let's all just get out our vision boards <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite thing to do actually <laughs> i love vision boarding especially I about online dating <laughs> vision board my whole bedroom it's just one big vision board it, yeah it gets weird <laughs> Um, another TED talk, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but her big takeaway was this thing she calls, so her name was Christina Wallace, the zeroth date, one drink, one hour. So she said, here's what you do. You match with people, you go out on this little date with them, but not a big deal date, no expectations. You literally just go for one drink, one hour. You don't stay later. You decide at the end of the one hour, if you want to have dinner with them, because if you're having dinner with them, you're committing to like a few hours, basically. So are you going out on the premise of like, we might have dinner? Like, is that dinner going to happen that night? Or is it going to happen another night? Another night. Okay. All right. So I thought that was kind of a cool way to like vet it. In a pandemic world, this is all like kind of out the window. Yeah. (laughs) Like just use your glory hole. But maybe, maybe you do your like one hour Zoom date or whatever. Before you use the glory hole? Before you meet at the glory hole for three hours. (laughs) (laughs) That's a glory hole. Three hours? (laughs) Holy. I don't know. There's just so much stuff. Uh, In one podcast, they're saying like to wear red in your profile pictures that like men are super attracted to red. And there's like a they like six. You know what I'm really sick of? What? Doing shit that men are attracted to. Yeah. Fuck that. (laughs) Fuck that. that. (laughs) I'm going full bush. I'm going to wear whatever fucking color I want. I think men are starting to appreciate the bush again, too. Oh, they are. I can tell you from experience. Yeah, yeah, you know, like it's like not all of them. Shit. Some people think it's gross, apparently. But well, um, you know what I think is gross? That fucking cowboy hat. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that does I'll that bleep make it us? out? Don't bleep it out. 
friend. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen. Ooh. I hope he does. I, think I need to block his number. I'm kind of weird. Probably should. Anyway. But like, I don't know. I just I feel like online dating isn't even about dating anymore. No. Yeah. Right? It's about getting that like what kind what chemical do you get? Is uh, it like endorphins? Yeah, so it- it's endorphins and oxytocin. Yeah, the good one. Oxytocin from like that instant gratification. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I a podcast I listened to on the way here, the lady she gave a little dating hack, which was if you're gonna do a Zoom date, people get really nervous, especially like people are the number one fear of like humans is public speaking. So like a Zoom date can be very nerve wracking for people. Okay. Especially if you have like your picture up. You can turn that part off so you're not watching yourself talking because that can just like make people spin right the fuck out. Right. But she said before you do your Zoom date, or you could do this with any old date. Watch funny videos, like watch something that's going to make you laugh because it actually gets your oxytocin pumping and like relaxes you physically and chemically relaxes you for your date. I thought that was fun. That is fun. I love laughing. I also love laughing. It's good to laugh. It's so good to laugh. You know that (laughs) laugh when you can't like talk and you can't. I've done it a few times today, actually. Yeah. Um, You know, and and it just like almost hurts. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. No pain, no gain. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just pop a squat <laughs> pop a squat <laughs> that's a reference to episode four Go i back was just gonna listen. say i guess i can't like have inside jokes on a podcast body break, keep body break, keep mel i have an idea yeah could we do a teach me tiger setup like could i set people up through teach me tiger and we can do segments on it because i think that'd be really fun sure Okay. Hey, listen, if you want Kim to set you up, please do. Teach me tiger podcast at gmail.com or slide into our DMs, baby. Yeah, for real. Do it. It's going to, it'll be fun. We're on Instagram at teach me tiger podcast. So you could DM us there. And uh, Kim's like ready for this challenge. I'm super ready for it. She's like vibrating with energy right now. Absolutely. (laughs) It's getting kind of (laughs) weird. Kim, before we go, we like to ask everybody, what they're listening to, watching or reading. Do you have any cool like things? Uh, you know what's to really lately? bad is I'm gonna have to like look at my phone to see what I'm listening to lately. Okay, I'm gonna tell you mine real quick. Yeah. So as I mentioned, I've been listening to like a crazy number of dating podcasts because I'm a crazy person. Yeah. Because I was doing this way before I even thought about doing this episode. Right. <laughs> I'm a crazy person. Maybe that's why everyone keeps ghosting me. <laughs> Maybe it's just that voice. <laughs> what are you talking about, Kim? <laughs> um, so I found, first of all, a lot of people have recommended to me Call Her Daddy. Have you listened to that one? I haven't. It's very popular. I don't mind it. It's all right. But what the one I really like is called Girls Gotta Eat. Similar vibe. It's two New York City girls and they're single. And I just really like them. And they talk a lot about sex and dating. Like they're both single. They talk about their dates. They talk about bone and dudes. And they're like pretty vulgar and like uninhibited. And I just like love them. And I want to hang out with them. And the other one is Dates and Mates with Demona Hoffman. Demona, my good friend, Demona. (laughs) Demona. She's not my good friend, but I wish. But she kind of breaks down a lot of the science of dating stuff. And they're pretty short episodes. You don't want a dating coach talking in your ear holes for like an hour and a half. No, thank you. You only want Kim and I talking in your ear holes for an hour and a half about dating. Absolutely. (laughs) So Dates and Mates. Okay. 
Yeah. Because news is maybe one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Um, so that's always like on the top of my, uh, my podcast list, my colleagues at work and I have a pretty good one too, like a good list that we share. Uh, yeah. And I currently started with Hunting Warhead, but it's not a nice podcast. Like it's about a, a pedophile ring and oh boy. Yeah. So like it's not fun or funny. And you know, the one that I always go back to and I always recommend to people is my dad wrote a porno. Yes. Cuz it just kills me. It's still good. It's still good. It's still good. And I can go back and listen to it and still laugh at the Titanic nipples or <laughs> her vaginal lids. Or grabbing her cervix. It sounds. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> the title. Please like, don't ever grab my cervix. Ever. Ew. Um. But the title really threw me off for a long time, and I didn't want to listen to it because I was like, "That's disgusting." I don't yeah. want to listen to my dad wrote a porno. And then I just jumped in one day, and I almost got in a couple car accidents from laughing so hard. I believe you recommended this when you're on episode four and I kind of can't believe that podcast is still going. Yeah. Well, I don't, they, yeah. So they're still going. They're still going. Dad's still writing pornographic. His dad is still writing Belinda Blink's stories. It's pretty amazing. Really? Yeah. I think that's it really. And then reading right now, I'm reading where the crawdads sing. Yeah. It's pretty good. But I did read three women. What's that? It's a biography about three women done by a journalist out of the States. Can't remember. I should probably find the information on it. Um, anyway, they're all in like different kinds of relationships. Like one's in like kind of a loveless relationship. One's in like a really sexually open, a kind of voyeuristic relationship with her husband. And then the other one's going through the court process because she had been with her teacher. Oh. And they're all biographies and they kind of like switch back and forth. And I, I just, I, it was a really quick read, but it was really, 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 really good. Really well done. And nice. So three women, uh, Lisa Tadeo. I think that's how you say her last name. T-A-D-D-E-O. Sounds right to me. Cool. <laughs> Finally, before we get out of here and wrap it up like a dick. <laughs> Stay safe out there, folks. Well, yeah. I mean, wrap even if, it up. Especially at the glory hole. Yeah. Wrap it up at the glory hole and bring your like antibacterial wipes. You want to wipe all the way around the around hole. The Probably hole. the whole wall surface. I would say the whole wall surface for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. And I would bring a lot of them. By the way, the reason we keep referencing glory holes is because we're in Canada and the province of British Columbia, which is on the West Coast. Progressive. Above Washington on the Pacific. So the health Department? Authority? What? Health authority? The health authority, their recommendation to people to like have casual sex during the pandemic was to wear masks and consider glory holes as an option. Which, I mean, the pandemic got lonely. Oh, yeah. You know, like I got divorced and I was like super humped. Humped? <laughs> <laughs> Were you super humped? <laughs> At the glory hole? <laughs> <laughs> what a Freudian slip. I was super pumped to like get out there and do things and like, you know, join clubs. Yeah. I don't, do clubs still exist? I don't know. I, I wanted know. to go out. I wanted to like do fun things. And then two months later, the world shut down. Yeah. And it was like literally two months to the day. Yeah. The pandemic is a real bummer. And apparently like online dating, it's like surging because people are lonely. Totally. I don't know. Like, But if you're meeting. really lonely, yeah. you should message Teach Me Tiger so I can set you up on a date. Yeah, girl. I'm really excited about this. Also, I'm single. 
<laughs> Maybe this should just be about setting you up on a date. Yeah, are there any male listeners? I don't know. Are there? Are you out of touch with your algorithm? Use Kim to try to date me, I guess. Yeah, or like, only and it doesn't have listen, to be Mel. Listen, you can talk to Kim if you want to date me, but I'd like for you to have a really nice beard. Okay. And a hairy chest. Okay. Appreciate and, Bush. Like, appreciate Bush. And like, I mean, you don't have to have tattoos, but like, I like tattoos, just not really lame ones. You're or if they're a lame, lot like of expectations goods. on this setup. <laughs> also, I thought we talked about this. <laughs> no, all of those things are reasonable. You yeah, don't have to have sure. tattoos, but I like tattoos. Have a good beard. Have a hairy chest. Don't be a dick. Uh, yeah, and be like extremely good looking and good in bed. Oh, good in bed. Funny. Yeah. I mean, I can't deal with someone who doesn't like do jokes. No. Or like understand them. Yeah, or that's get like offended a, by bu- them. definitely a buzzkill when I'm like, because I'm pretty jokey. You guys might have noticed when I get on the Tinder and I'm chatting with people and I'm making the funniest jokes when they don't get it. I'm like, bye. Bye, boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you have any plugs, Kim? Do you have like anything you're trying to promote? I don't know. I'll plug. How about I just plug Interval House? And well, yeah. I don't know. Is this going to come out before Christmas? Yep. So you can always donate to Interval House. There's some very good work that goes on there, supporting women in the community and women who've suffered trauma through online dating. So I don't know. Interval House. Support Interval House. Yeah. Yeah. Do you work with them? I do. So, yeah, so it's lcih.org. And right now we have our virtual angel tree. So because of COVID and like trying to figure out Christmas, we've got places where you can send money online Mm -hmm. and we're able to support moms and families that way. Uh, So I definitely would love to plug that. Cool. Send us some money. Keep our programs running. We're a very valuable resource in this very large community and we're just continuing to expand our services so yeah it's a great one to support and like all your money goes where you want it to right right? if you send money in and you say you'd like it to go to this program it's gonna go to that program so i like that part too i think it's really cool so if you're looking for somewhere to support over christmas do it Mm -hmm. send some money to interval house yeah and then let me set you up on a date Okay, cool. Well, you can find the show wherever you get your podcasts or at teachmetigerpodcast.ca. We're on Facebook, Instagram at teachmetigerpodcast. And if you go to patreon.com slash teachmetigerpodcast, you can give us a teeny tiny little bit of your money and reap great rewards like bonus episodes from every episode we put out. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. In lieu of money, you could also tell your friends about the show and you could also rate and review it because that really helps us in uh, Apple Podcasts. I always want to say iTunes, but it's Apple Podcasts now. Yeah, they really messed with that. Yeah. Fuck you, Apple. Yeah, on so many levels. (laughs) Thank you so, so much to everyone who submitted stories and thank you so much to Kim Angel for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I really like the sound of my voice. I like the sound of your voice, too. You're a real angel. You've never heard that before. Oh, oh, no, never. Never. And listeners, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. I hope your online dating goes well. Yeah, good luck Let us know if any of the tips work. Yeah, please let us know. And remember, it's a jungle out there. Tiger, how to tease you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tiger, tiger.
think I nailed it. I think you did. I don't think I need to do another <laughs> no, one. No, you're good. Perfect. Awesome. 